Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Most people go to the theaters to watch stories of adventure, drama, and excitement. They go to experience marvels that can't be experienced in real life. They go to be amazed. Others, like us, occasionally go to count how many swear words you can get into 90 minutes. There may be something wrong with us, but there's nothing wrong with this movie as we seek to prove to you that Strays is not that bad. Welcome, welcome, one and all, to It's Not That Bad, the podcast that looks for A, grades, and B, movies. Now, normally, we like to let a movie breathe a little. We like to let a movie have its theatrical release and make its way to physical media or streaming, and we like to see how it's going to do at the, at the awards, quote-unquote. But every now and then... A movie pops up in the theaters and we really want to go see it. And then we realize it qualifies. So now it's a business trip and we go to the theater anyways. And that happened today because we went to go see Strays. And here to join me is the cutest puppy of all, my lovely wife, Carrie. Carrie, how are you doing today? Oh, you're just doggone adorable. No. <laughs> what was the dog's name? Reggie. No. <laughs> he calls me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we're going to need therapy after yeah. this one here. Yeah, we were like one of three couples in yeah. the movie. <laughs> It, it's it, it felt less like a, a night at the movies and more like an intervention at that point. It's like, <laughs> oh, wow, there's no one here except for people like us who probably need to have a good talking to. There might, <laughs> there might be something wrong with us. But it, oh. it's one of those things where we saw the trailer. It's like, okay, we have to go see this film because it is a very Carrie movie. It truly is. And I, <laughs> I loved every minute of it. Every, so broken. Every minute there of were, it there were a few oh my god there were a few scenes where i literally guffawed in the theater and i'm like they're gonna think i'm crazy <laughs> now if you haven't figured uh. it out by now normally on this podcast i like to bleep out our swear words and that's because a just in case our kids are listening you know we don't want them to think that their parents are um, potty mouths even though we're kind of potty mouths but beeps are funny. Beeps are funnier. But today, and you've already heard it, we're replacing the bleeps with dog barks. So if you're wondering why all of a sudden you hear a dog barking, no, it's not because our dog is here joining us for the show. It's because one of us has said... Which, side note, I'm not letting our dog watch this movie, nor mm. am I going to let... Our boys watch this movie, but you know they're going to tune in 
to this podcast because they very much want to watch the movie. And I had to explain without explaining why they cannot watch this movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah. so count the number of dog barks in this episode of It's Not That Bad and you'll have a little bit of fun. But before we hit more on the bark button, it is time to take 2023's Strays and trailerize it. Abandoned. Cast away. Left to fend for themselves in the dirty alleys and streets. Man's best friend becomes man's worst nightmare in strays. Meet Reggie, a dog who will have to surmount the impossible to get back home. On the way, he'll commit mass murder, partake in an orgy involving inanimate objects, witness a squirrel on squirrel on squirrel gangbang, drink, do drugs, get locked up, urinate on, and be urinated on, and commit atrocities, the likes of which would scare the crap out of that clown from Terrifier. It's like if Homeward Bound was directed by the love child of Quentin Tarantino and Chris Rock. Will Ferrell is the dirtiest hobo in strays. Rated R for really bad dogs. Oh my god okay you you literally just gave away the entire movie without giving away the entire movie and you <laughs> you pretty much summarized the entire 90 minutes yeah <laughs> well done uh, well i mean here's the thing and and i'm gonna get this out of the way right now it's not like we're the only ones who spoiled this film the trailer spoiled a lot of this film. No, it yes, did it did not. It did not. There was so much more to this movie. There were some definite surprises. Oh, oh there were some surprises, <laughs> that's for sure. I did not see that coming. But you know what? The heart of this movie, instead of watching a buddy movie about a couple of friends going on a road trip and through unfortunate circumstances along the way, they their bond becomes stronger. No, no, no. The same formula, but with dogs. And it was lovely. You're describing that as lovely? <laughs> <laughs> really broken. <laughs> I, I'm going to question now anytime you sit there and say, oh, oh sweetie, you're being so lovely today. I'm like, what? <laughs> what did I do? No. <laughs> I, can, I can defend this movie because you know what? At the core, it really was a buddy movie. Oh, yeah. And the, the friendships, the, 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 PFFs along the way. <laughs> by, by the way, spoilers like a mofo. Okay, uh, but the thing is, though, and, and before we get into like the breakdown and all that, and I, I don't think it's it's we're really kind of breaking any new ground here because these are actually scenes in the trailer. There were certain bits, comedy bits that were in like the Red Band trailer that I wish they had held back on. Because there were moments that I wish that I, you know, we could be surprised with. Like the whole Dennis Quaid thing, right? Like this reminded me of Pop Star Never Stop Never Stopping. 
right, where Seal is in the trailer being attacked by a tiger. I want that moment to spring up on us or Game Over Man, where they actually had Shaggy in the trailer and it spoiled that moment. The Dennis Quaid gag needed to be left out of the trailer, right? Yes, there were still some shocking moments, some shocking moments, but it's one of those things where I think back to South Park, bigger, longer, and uncut. You know, this is pre-YouTube, right? This is pre-the internet having the red band trailers, right? And you go in and you're like, well, it's a South Park movie, so it's going to be a little bit crass, and I'm sure they swear a little bit. And then they start singing Uncle and you spend the rest of the 90 minutes laughing hysterically and trying not to poop or pee yourself because you're laughing so hysterically. Like, I want that shock moment. Team America, World Police did the same thing. You got a little bit in the trailer and then you watch the film and it's turned to 11 and that's one more than 10. Okay, but you have to admit and honor that the whole mushroom scene was way worse than you thought it was going to be. Oh, it, it, yes. Yes. <laughs> it took a dark turn. <laughs> <laughs> but, but those, in, the initial moments, and I'm glad they left, you know, the, the one part out. And we're going to try not to spoil it because it is still in theaters. Um, but occasionally things might come out and we're sorry. Just, you know, just go watch the movie anyways. But let's get into, before we get too deep into this here, let's figure out who's in it. It stars the voices of Will Ferrell, Jamie Foxx, Isla Fisher, Randall Park, Rob Riggle, Josh Gad, Sofia Vergara, and of course a human performance from Mr. Will Forte. It was directed by Josh Greenbaum, who most recently directed Barb and Star Go to Del Mar. And it was written by Dan Perot, who wrote the uh, Netflix series American Vandal. Now, I did mention that we'd like to count the swear words, right? According to parentpreviews.com, there are 159 quote-unquote sexual expletives, 74 scatological curses, and frequent use of mild curse and terms of deity. So that means they say a lot of a lot of and a lot of holy hell goddamn. That's a lot. That That's... Uh, Tarantino would be blushing. Well, I was going to ask which of those columns fell under oh probably the sexual expletives <laughs> right you you made the term so fancy that i even confused i was confused about the definition of <laughs> I, some of the i mean that, that that is a classier way to say i mean if you want to go to like, hey baby what would say you and me go back to my place and sexually expletive <laughs> I would laugh my ass off at you. My <laughs> I would work. tell you to get the f*** out of here. <laughs> well, okay. Well, scatological curse. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I, I can't. You can't? No. I can't. <laughs> okay. Whew. I'll just go f*** myself. Okay. It's going to be one of those episodes now. <laughs> But by the way, at this point right now, if you have a dog in the car while you are listening to this episode, the dog is looking at the radio going, they said what? (laughs) 
This is also, according to IMDb, the first live action talking animal movie to receive an R rating in the U.S. Well deserved. Bravo, sirs. <laughs> Bravo. According to Wikipedia, the film has a budget of $46 million. And as of our recording of this episode, it has made $23 million domestically and $32 million worldwide. So it is on track to lose a bit of money here. Um, but I will say it is hard to have a money winner when you are dealing with, let's be honest, this is a hard R and if any dogs were involved in the ranking, I'm sure it'd be like, you know, NC-17 for them. But, you know, it it was never, I think, going to earn its money back just because of the nature of the film and the nature of the, of the box office these days. I feel like movies released this year and over the last couple of years, of course, have to have an asterisk on the box office because... Unless you're Barbie or Oppenheimer, you're probably not making the big bank. How much was it to make? Only $46 million. So it's not like it was a huge budget. And I think in a you know non-pandemic recovery, non-recession kind of year, it probably would have made its money back. But there are a lot of factors that you have to sit there. And question, by the way, speaking of Barbenheimer, apparently there is a production company that is putting together a film literally called Barbenheimer, where a bunch of dolls are trying to put together an atomic bomb. Oh, no. Oh, yes. And it's not the asylum. The Farley Brothers? No, and it's not the Farley Brothers. And it's not the asylum. I can't remember the name of the production company, but an actual Barbenheimer film is coming and I'm sure we're somewhere down the road we're going to be talking about that film. And when is the Mattel lawsuit? Uh, I'm not quite sure. Because that doesn't sound like something that the property of Barbie should be getting Don't behind. mess with Margot Robbie. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, that doesn't seem like a good idea, friends. Don't do it. But speaking of the box office, when this film debuted on the August 18th, 2023 weekend, uh, it debuted at number five with just over $8 million. The top grossing movie that week, not Barbie, not Oppenheimer. It was actually the debut of Blue Beetle, which debuted with $25 million. Barbie was still in second with $21 million, and Oppenheimer in third with $10 million, and then Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles at number four. So, But again, we're talking like an R-rated talking dog movie. It's not going to knock off Barbie and Oppenheimer. And of course, Blue Beetle being you know, a, a decently reviewed DC film, it's going to make some money, even though $25 million in its debut weekend, maybe not the splash they were hoping to make. But I, it's not like Strays took any of the money away from that film. But the reason why we are here, and it's not because we like talking dogs, is because of the critics. Over at Metacritic, this film has a meta score of 54, and over at Rotten Tomatoes, the Tomatometer is at 54%, and the audience score is is at 70%. So clearly the audience is a lot like us and they like a lot of swearing and bad foul humor and warped sense of 
what's right and wrong, clearly. Um, but let's get into why this film is actually pretty damn funny here. We'll start with Will Ferrell as Reggie. How was he for you? He was so great. In fact, there were moments where I had to remind myself that voicing this dog was actually Will Ferrell and not uh, Ryan Reynolds because it just had that Deadpool kind of um, vibe portrayal (laughs) personality. Well, the, the thing is Reggie as a dog is he's a good boy. Right. He's a good He's boy. He's a very good boy. And we have to say that otherwise, you know, Reggie's going to come bite her <laughs> off. But it was in the trailer. You can't do it's in the that. trailer. Okay. It's in the trailer. Nothing I say is going to spoil it more than the trailer did. I'm still mad. But the thing is, Reggie is a good boy. And he's naive. And he's youthful at heart. And he's not. He's not ruined by the streets at this point, right? So you have to have a very whimsical kind of feel to it. And yes, Will Ferrell at times did sound like Deadpool, but I think more so like um, like Free Guy. Right. Can I just say, though, fundamentally, that this movie is wrong to begin with? And I say that because dogs are supposed to have a real sixth sense about people Mm -hmm. and yet Reggie was so dedicated to his owner he was so he was so just trying to be accepted and loved but at no point did he see him for the worthless piece of that he was like there's something wrong with that to begin with it was a very sad tale in that regard, like it really was. It was like, you know, where where was the the dog instinct that this guy is really a bad person and he wants to go and live with the woman? Well, the thing is, he didn't really have a say in the matter, right? It, it became like he want he took the dog because you know because she wanted the dog, right? So it wasn't a very... Reggie didn't have a choice. But he could have tried to run away. No. No, because he wanted to be with his owner, right? He's loyal. He's loyal to a fault, right? And again, that's why Will Ferrell, I think, did well in, you know, giving him a whimsical naivete to Reggie's voice. And yeah, it's going to say... Now that now anyone who goes to watch the movie, they're going to hear Ryan Reynolds in their head. So <laughs> sorry about that. Sorry, not sorry. But I I don't know if you'd want to go too whimsical or too innocent. Like I I don't think you want to put someone like a Matthew Broderick voicing this. Like it makes sense coming into Will Ferrell, mm-hmm. right? And the turning point too, when he started to put it together, it was like, okay, you know. <laughs> gone real but the thing is you also don't want to go the other way too like because reggie got a mouth on him right like Love. it's right but the thing is you don't want to put someone like a chris rock or a seth rogan in there no no, no because that would take away from the innocence of reggie so i think uh, i think putting will ferrell behind that microphone was definitely the right choice but then there's his new best friend bug as voiced by Jamie Foxx. Love. Right? I love that he was a Boston Terrier too. The thing is, 
I mentioned like you 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 don't want to go Chris Rock or Seth Rogen for Reggie, and I don't think you want to go harsh like a Chris Rock for Bug. I'm just so grateful they didn't go with a Kevin Hart. Right. Oh, but no, Jamie Fox was the perfect choice because it's it's not that he's crass and vulgar. He is, but but it's like every second word was an expletively deleted. Right. Or what was it? A sexual, sexually, sexually expletive or scatological expletive. Right. Very, very nicely put. I thought so. Um, the only other option I could have seen a Sam Jackson. I, you know what? I can't. Here's the thing. Sam Jackson, um, Chris Rock, um, even Chris Tucker, right? I think would be too abrasive. Pug's suave. Pug is street savvy. Pug is, he he's a, he's a leader of the strays, if you will. He's the one who's helping drive the fun for them, right? And you have to have some charisma. And I think if you had Samuel Jackson or Chris Rock or Chris Tucker or, or someone of that, you know, it would make sense to hear the scatological and sexual expletive um, uh, words coming out of Bug's mouth, but it wouldn't be as smooth. It wouldn't have as much character. It would just be, um, it would be Samuel Jackson in a room swearing into a microphone, right? It's, you you have to give him a slightly different character than Reggie. And it would be too much like, what was that animated um, movie recently? It was like a kung fu Sam Jackson voiced um, the kung fu cat. Something like that, yeah. But, and, but that's the thing, right? Like, it's Samuel L. Jackson, mm-hmm. right? It's expected, Mother, brother, sister, father. Right. <laughs> you know, and, and, and you, you take a look at the secret life of pets, right? And Chris Rock as as uh Snowball, right? Mm-hmm. The, the the rabbit. That works because Snowball is is crazy, right? Bug's not crazy. No. No. Especially when it got to his why. Right? And his Emma. Yeah. Yeah, no, Jamie Foxx, I think, was the perfect choice. For Bug. Um, Randall Park as Hunter, the failed police dog who's now a therapy dog. Again, perfect choice for this, in my opinion. But how was he for you? He was so good. What a good boy. But you know what? At, at first, I wasn't quite clear on if he was a stray or how did he become a stray? Because he has the cone, he must have an owner if he was a retired police dog. Yeah, I don't think Hunter and Maggie are actually straight. I think they're just homes with a an open doggy door policy kind of thing. So I think they still go out and have adventure and they're friends with Bug, but I don't think they're strays. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. Uh, the thing with with Hunter, right, and because of the nature of Hunter's you know, failure at police dog academy and, and becoming a, you know, a therapy dog. 
it reminds me too much of Randall Park's character as uh, Special Agent uh, Jimmy Woo from the MCU in the Ant-Man movies and in WandaVision. Like, it's... It almost... Almost feels like this is an extension of that character. And I think it works well. Um, I don't see anyone else really in that role. But I, I did enjoy Randall Park in that role. But then you have Maggie as played by Isla Fisher. Who is just a comedic genius to begin with. But how was Isla Fisher for you? Okay, first of all, two things. I want to give mad props to the absolute beautiful um it would be a collie right right yeah the, the, the dog, border collie yeah the border collie that played the character just an absolute gorgeous dog very well trained like i mean some of the things where they had her like posing um and i was just like oh my gosh this dog is like brilliant like very well trained um, so the dog amazingly blew my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, very like captivating on screen, like literally stole the scenes that she was in. Um, but Isla Fisher, it was interesting because um, I noticed a change in infliction or in the actual voice work. She would slip into like a really British accent and... And then it would come back, like, into character. It was like, it. Li- the, did, did you notice? There were a few scenes where the accent of the dog flipped. And I'm like, wait, what? No, I, that, that then, that, I didn't in pick the, up on that. In the scene, I think it was where they were... They were finding that cone shape or it was when things started to go questionable in the dynamic of the the pursuit. Right. And then the watch it again. We'll watch it again. But the accent flipped a few times mm-hmm. and really became stronger and then wore off. And I'm like, I wonder if that was by design. It was like the way certain lines were were recorded. But as, as you know, speaking from a casting point of view as well, um, I think they were smart in putting someone like Isla Fisher in there. And because you, you didn't get wedding crashers, Isla Fisher, who was a little on the crazy side. Um, you, you got more of the, now you see me Isla Fisher, which is, a, it's still fun and still funny, but it's a bit more, you know, the straight dog, if you will, kind of funny. You know, I think if you had taken someone like Jayma Mays or Allison Hannigan, um, it might have been a little bit different. Maybe a Karen Gillan would have worked in there as well. Um, or even, you know, and it would have been funny as hell. And Emma Watson would have been funny. You know, very much like the uh, um, the end of the world and her role in that. You know, you have that almost kind of having fun with the 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 you know, the fact that you're Emma Watson in that role. But I think Isla Fisher is, you know, very not underrated, but underutilized in some of these fun type of things. But I loved I loved it in this. And the thing is, each of the different dogs, I think, were 
perfectly cast for the dog's personality. It should also be noted that according to IMDb, 95% of the dog shots are done with actual live dogs. Of course, they, they move them out, was, you know, digitally kind of thing, but 95% of the shots with the dogs are actual live dogs. There, there, is some, there is some animatronic work in there, but... Well, that's where I said, like, as far as the training that the dogs would have had to have... Obviously, they had handlers working with them in between shots, like, no doubt, right? To get them to sit or roll over and, you know, do whatever the scene called for. But they were so Mm well-trained, each and every one of the dogs. And again, they're just four very different types of dogs. Like... Um, you've got the border collie, or no, yeah, border collie for Maggie. Yep, but isn't a, a collie? Border collies like are black and white and really shaggy. This is like beautifully long haired, a long haired but, but, collie. But, but it's in the collie kind of family. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's border collie though. So I, I still smart like a border collie, but you know. I do apologize if I. You if have I, offended that dog. I have offended a dog breed. Um, no, it's a collie. And then you offended that bitch. What? Oh, <laughs> and the Boston Terrier. Mm-hmm. And then like the little scrap dog of the red Reggies. Yep. Yeah, just kind of like a terrier, long hair, a uh, wire-haired, mm-hmm. wire-haired terrier. Um, I can't remember the police dog. What kind? But anyway, lovely, like big and floppy, lovely dog, mm-hmm. huge, like a right, like a monster dog. But now, but a sweet huggy monster dog well you know that dog probably gives good hugs <laughs> right towers over you as you get the hug but right yes the german shepherd that was the yep yeah but let's get to the actual humans here oh, by the way i have to point out that i love the fact that sophia vergara is the couch the voice of the couch in the uh, in the the mushroom scene <laughs> just you have to watch it to, to, to make it all understand. But let's talk to some, about some of the humans here. And I need to point this out again. I wish the Dennis Quaid scene was not in the trailer. Like, it was a small joke, but I wish we were surprised with it. Like, I don't know about you. There were moments in this film when we were watching it where I'm like, yeah, I've seen, I know what to expect, right? There was nothing more to the Dennis Quaid joke than that one line and they blew it on the trailer did you find yourself at times watching this film and and being disappointed because you knew what was happening i find myself you had mentioned shaggy's appearance um in in game Game over Over man and i found myself disappointed that there wasn't more to it and yeah i mean you're right like it could have been more I don't know. I, I, although, when you see it in the trailer, you find yourself waiting for it that moment, and yeah. then it happens, and it's like, okay, there it is. That's yeah. how it plays in. And but but the thing is, had the had had Dennis Quaid popped up every now and then to see more weird, <laughs> then then it would have been a running gag, and it would have been funnier, right? But because it was just like the one time, and they blew it in the trailer like eh, stop spoiling the movies trailer editors well, isn't that what we're here for 
Moving on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like narrator dog. Oh, narrator dog was funny. Right? Like, but that was unexpected. That, and that was not in the trailer. Not in the no. trailer. Again, there were moments in this film that were not in the trailer. And those are the ones I laughed at the most. See, here we are. Spoiling right? narrator dog. Now everyone's going to be waiting for narrator dog. Well, just know that narrator dog is not what you think. And that's all I'm going to say. We're not saying what narrator dog says. It's That's like having narrator smurf in the smurf films. You know he's there. You just don't know what he's going to say. Wow, you just smurf and ruined that. Okay. Okay. By the way, I'm not barking at smurf. We can smurf all we want in this. In this. <laughs> um, Brett Gelman, who played the animal control officer at the pound where the dogs were locked up. You loved this moment. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was so funny it was so wrong but it was so funny and i i'm surprised because you were at one point you're like oh <laughs> yep. yeah yep. this this film gets messy in many 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 different ways that's all we're gonna say yep i mean again small role not in the trailer was very funny because it was new to us and of course there's will forte as Doug, the very, very, very bad man. But how was the bad man for you? I was happy that he got his... His comeuppance? Comeuppance. Right. That's all I'm going to say about him. He's a horrible man. And I am st- I still can't get over that a dog couldn't sniff that out. Couldn't find that he's a bad man. Okay, but... Run away from bad man. But aside from the character himself, how is Will Forte in that role? I mean, he, I think he was absolutely perfect for, for you know, because, I mean, like, really, he had, like, one main line, and that was, <laughs> you know, um, yeah, he was, he was pretty, he was excellent at playing a real piece, of, and I was really happy with the ending. That's all I'm going to say. He, he did, he did well. The, the funny thing is, um, when you take a look at his body of work, and I, I just pulled out some credits here uh, from his, from his filmography, uh, he did uh, voice work in the animated series House Broken, where there's another foul-mouthed animal property. Uh, he played the voice of Pissmaster from Rick and Morty. Uh, he was Phil in The Last Man on Earth. He was Paul, who was Jenna's drag queen significant other in 30 Rock. And of course, he was in... <gasps> That's my boy. That's him. Right. And he was also Phil in That's My Boy, which we covered that movie on It's Not That Bad as well. He's the one that was uh, having sex or something like that at the at the strip club and like pissing all over the place. And yeah, you have to go back and watch That's My Boy now. But yes, no. Um, she He was Jenna's schmale, the one that would cross-dress like her. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's okay. That's where I recognize him from. The thing is, like, you you have to have a very specific actor to be able to pull off this role because you need someone who's going to be able to make you hate that character. And the only other person that comes to mind that I think would have pulled it off was, might be Jason Lee. I can see that. Yeah. I can actually really see that, but he deserves so much better. So I, I wouldn't. <laughs> but I wouldn't but we ch- like Jason Lee, but we're not, we're not going to put him in this. I here. wouldn't want to change the casting. Sorry. Right. But, you know. No, but the thing is, because Will Forte has, you know, 
very expressive ways of saying right it it wasn't just a like a one note joke played over and over and over again it became a running thing and that worked out really really well um i i he made me hate doug which means that he did his job very well he did he was very unlikable well done Okay, so before we get to our MVPs, I I need to put this out to you here. This is a foul-mouthed, horny, dirty, expletive comedy. I'm waiting for the bad. (laughs) Like, those are all good points. But that's the (laughs) thing. But there's the thing, right? Like, you have to be in a certain mood for this film, and... Is this the tonic that the theater needs? Because, I mean, let's let's be honest, right? You know, you had a lot of superhero films, very serious films. And, yeah, you had Barbie in there as well, right? Does this film work well in the theaters? Or is this something that should be more for a streaming service? It, that's a good point. Um, I mean, I could see this, you know... Going straight to Netflix. Mm-hmm. I can't see Disney Plus picking it up. But then again, you know, <laughs> I've seen Stranger Things. But um, you know what? To me, this is a know what you're getting into. Don't go in with high expectations because it's about swearing dogs. Right. But aside from that, and when you look past the foul-mouthed pups, maybe doing some bad things. They're good dogs, but they they did some bad things in, right. their, in their lives. Um, at the very heart of it, there was a lot of heart because these four dogs, or uh, arguably... This one, the, the the Boston Terrier, the one stray, Bug. right? Yep. And and he's kind of been on the streets for so long that he, um, you know, he 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 knows the streets well, and yet he takes this this naive, very sweet, very um, very loyal pup, and. You know, and and really, he just wanted to find his way home. You know, he was just looking for his way home. But as the story goes, they build this bond. And it's just like, no, these three, well, these four dogs, but, you know, this group of dogs is going to do anything and, and walk I don't know how many days they were walking. These poor pups, they must have been so tired, but they did this just to make things right. I think, too, there's a limit as to what works as far as a crass, and I think it's probably the best way to describe this film, crass um, kind of humor film, right? And... Movies like South Park and Team America, um, I, I think, really hit all the right notes to make those films work. And then you have a film like Sausage Party, 
and you think it's going to work, but it kind of falls flat a little bit after a while. But it's amazing that you call this movie Cress because, okay, so the dogs may have a potty mouth, but they've been on the streets for so long that that's their defense that they've built up. Right? Okay. Okay, but there's more to it than just the swearing. Like <laughs> there, there's a lot going on in this film, right? <laughs> but so I'm, I'm going to ask you because recognizing that you in past episodes have had to defend yourself as not being a psychopath. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, wh- here I'm defending the dogs. That you know, really, it's a lovely buddy story. Yeah, and, and it, it they're pla- just sticking together. And it plays off of the tropes of like the the animal trying to find its way home kind of movies like like a dog's journey or homeward bound or movies like that like this it, is nothing like a dog's journey no i no i, I get <laughs> don't that. sell it that way no but but it there is a a genre of film that is pet finds way home right the, mm-hmm. and it it kind of plays on some of those tropes um if they were directed by the guy who did road trip and euro trip but you know i have to sit there and say was there anything in this film that was too much for you and and this is i know grading on a a big curve here because you have a really warped sense of humor but was there anything you found that would be too much for your average viewer i think fundamentally that moment where reggie starts to put together the lifetime of abuse that he's endured not, phys- really, not physical. Like, no. Like there, there, there's... Well, he, how many times is he pushed and, you know, thrown off the couch and basically like... It, it should be noted that at no point do you watch this and go, wow, they were violent towards this dog. It was more it, psychological it abuse, was. which is even yes. worse. Yes, but... But if you are sensitive to animals being harmed in films, you're not going to see that. So let's put that out there. As, as it's it's not like that. But but going continuing with your point. But that's exactly it. Is that the scars ran deep because they were psychological. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything from the name calling, or like the constant attempts of trying to. Get him lost. Fetching. Right? Like, really, it it was, that was hard to watch. I think that was the hardest part, is just realizing how, what a rough life he's had. So it's not, it, it, it's not like the humor went, you know, crossed over any insane lines. It's just that because you are a, a dog lover, um... You know, to to think of a uh, of a pet being so ignored and pushed away—that's what got for. That's what hit you. Well, I mean, don't get me wrong. There were definitely some lines crossed. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna deny that. But I think really the hardest part to watch was that, or um, when we went into Bug's backstory. That was probably the hardest to watch because, you know, again, it was just, it it was sad. 
it's it's sad to see the backstory, and it would have been interesting to see. Um, I think maybe the other stories. Yeah. But if they're not strays, then exactly. I mean, we got a little bit of you know Hunter, our therapy dog. We got we got a little bit of his backstory, but we didn't get the flashbacks. And Maggie was just Maggie. But it's come time now. So Carrie, who is your MVP of strays? Why am I not prepared for this question? <laughs> it comes every episode. I know. Um. Yeah. I, <laughs> you know what, um, I'm, I'm going to say the, um, I'm going to say the, the animal control officer. Okay. As played by Brett Gelman. It was so, <laughs> you know what, <laughs> he was, he was just so crazy that I think it was like, it was pretty funny. It's funny that in a movie filled with dogs you went with a human or no i there's yeah i, I there's say another character but i don't want to bring it up i say it's funny because my mvp is actually will forte as doug and i think it's because will ferrell i expect to be funny jamie fox i knew he was gonna be good in the role i mean isla fisher is always great Randall Park, I really enjoyed him as Hunter. But the thing is, you need Doug to be a human being. And I think Will Forte did it in a way that you can still laugh, but you can also still cheer when Doug gets what's coming to him. And it's so, so out there that... You're you're shocked, but you're still laughing, and and then you're like, I shouldn't be laughing at this, but, but it, you're still laughing. But it it takes it takes good acting skill to be able to create a character that you know you you equally hate and laugh at, at and laugh with at the same time, and you know because you can you can go too far. You you there is too much asshole. Right, you can go full asshole, and it doesn't work anymore. And you're just like, ah, no, no, let the dogs kill them and eat them and whatever. But, or you can be too wishy washy, and you're like, well, maybe he isn't that bad a guy. No, I think Will Forte hit all the right notes for us to hate him and still laugh with him. But Carrie, thank you for coming to the movies with me and going to down Stray's Road. Now, dear listeners, we want to know what you guys think. So let us know on social media at NotThatBadCast or you can go to our website at NotThatBadCast.com. And while you're there, if there is a movie out there that you think is unfairly maligned or is just so bad that there's no way in heck that we can find anything good to say about it, let us know and we will watch it, we'll dissect it, and we will find the good things to say because we are looking for those A grades in B movies. Until next time. Carrie, you are lovely. Audience, oh, you're, you're, you're the bestest pups. This is It's Not That Bad. Take care, everyone.
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.